0: Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Uh, Open your Bible to Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15, and we're going to read verses 24, 25, and 26. Exodus 15, 24, 25, and 26. This is part three. Of Christ the healer. You can let them in. You can let them come in. All right. Let's read it out loud together. Ready? Begin. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord. And the Lord shewed him or showed him a tree, which when he had cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. And there he made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them. Last verse 26 and said, If thou wilt walk diligently, excuse me, if thou wilt diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do that which is right in his sight, and wilt give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you that you are the same yesterday, today and forever. You do not change. The years, the decades, centuries, and millennia have no, absolutely no effect on who you are. And so, therefore, we acknowledge you as being from, as Moses said, from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Show yourself strong to this generation. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Anoint the ears of your people to hear. Their hearts to receive so you can get the precious fruit and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, God bless you. Let me say this from the very beginning. Jesus Christ is not an idea. He is not a religious figure. Jesus is real. Now, that sounds elementary, but it needs to be said. Jesus is not a religious figure. He's not an idea, a concept. Jesus is real. He is a real person. And it's important, it's critical that we understand that when we read about Jesus, we're reading about a real person. He really exists. And so... Here in Exodus, as Israel has been brought out of Egypt, God is establishing some things that we need to understand because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what he meant for his people then, he means for his people today. God is no respecter of persons. So God told Moses to tell the people, if you will diligently hearken or listen, God says, if you will really sincerely listen to the voice of the Lord your God, if you listen to me, if you listen with the intent of obeying me, God says, I and do what's right in my sight. So if we, 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 we learn about God, we read the scriptures, not just so we can have religious experiences and religious conversations. We listen to the word of God so we can obey the word of God. We listen and read and study the scripture so we can obey, so we can do what's right in God's eyes. This is what he's telling Israel. He's saying the same thing to us. He says, pay attention so you can do what I command you to do. He says, if you listen to me, if you listen with the intent of obeying me, if you are sincere about getting to know what pleases me, God says, then I will not suffer you to experience the diseases that I put on the Egyptians. Why? Because I'm the God. I'm the God that heals you. I'm the God that heals God is not the God that puts sickness and disease on his people. He's the God that heals his people. He's the God that heals those that obey him. He's the God that pays attention to the health and well-being of his people. So all we need to do is listen and obey. Let's say that together. Listen and obey. One more time. Listen and obey. Why? Because we serve the God that heals, not the God that makes sick. We serve Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. Healing, by definition, is making well. Healing is making well, it's also making one healthy and making us whole why do we need healing because sickness and disease are in this world you don't need healing if you're not sick you don't need healing if you're not diseased so since disease and sickness came into this world from the fall through sin Jesus is our Savior he not only saves us from sin He saves us from, watch this, the results of sin, which are sickness and disease, as well as poverty, lack, and other things. So, our God is the God that makes us well. Our God is the God that makes us healthy. Our God is the God that makes us whole. 2 Kings 4.26 Run now, I pray thee, to meet her and say to her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. Now, this is kind of unusual for me to throw a scripture in here uh, that you can't really follow the context of it. So let me give you the context of this scripture. Elisha the prophet had prayed for this woman, this Shulamite woman, and uh, she had a child. She could not have a child with her husband, and she comes to the man of God, and he prays for them, and he prays for her, and she conceives and has a child. But then as the child gets older, the child gets sick and is about to die, and she calls for the man of God. He comes and he lays on the child, and the child is restored back to life. Now he sees this uh, woman again. He says, go, because every time he sees her, she need him. So now when he sees her afar off, he says to his servant Gehazi, go and ask this woman, is it well with her? Is it well with her husband? And is it well with her child? <laughs> he wants to make sure everything is well. I want you to know that God wants everything to be well with you. The word well in Hebrew is the word shalom. It's the word that means wholeness. It means peacefulness. It means soundness. It means safety and contentment. This this is what God wants for his children. He wants things to be well with us. He wants shalom in our lives. He wants wholeness, soundness, peacefulness, nothing missing, nothing broken. Things in order in your life. If a bone is broken, it's out of order. Might as well just start prophesying now that broken bones be healed in the name of Jesus. Come back into alignment as God designed. God wants shalom in the lives of his people. Why? Because he is the Lord that heals. He is Jehovah Rapha. He's the God that makes whole. He's the God that makes whole. It's important. Again, now, again, 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 we don't come to church to just get excited about what the Bible says. We come to church to learn what the Bible says about God so that we can appropriate the promises of God. So, again, Jehovah Rapha is the Lord that healeth. Jehovah Shalom is the Lord, our peace. God himself is peace. Peace. When we get God, we get peace. I was watching a program, Christian program, just before service tonight, and they were talking about some of the effects, the long-term effects of COVID and how it's created so much fear and frustration and anxiety in people. Well, we need Jehovah Shalom more than ever. We need to re- connect with Jehovah Shalom so COVID doesn't keep folks full of anxiety, fear, and frustration. That's not the will of God that a pandemic has us all discombobulated and we are children of Jehovah who heals. So in short, let God heal you Where you're not well. During the days of Gideon, Israel was in a constant state of war that caused fear, anxiety, and uncertainty. Same things that we're experiencing today. What's going to happen with the economy? What's going to happen with the election? What's going to happen with the weather? What's going to happen here and there? Uh, what's going to happen with my job? What's going to happen with my health, my family's health, this and that and the other? See, this is the same attitude, or same, uh, not attitude, but this was the same uh, prevailing situation that Israel faced during the days of Gideon that many of us are facing right now. So much uncertainty, so Many things to be concerned about, fearful about, full of anxiety about. But God told his people that he was their peace. It's important that preachers remind the people of God in particular that God is our peace. Your job is not your peace. Listen. Your health isn't even your peace. God is our peace. Again, I'm going to get ahead of myself. See, when you and I recognize who Jehovah Shalom is and what Jehovah Shalom does, it changes our attitude. This is why we need to be, here's the word again, reminded of who our God is. (laughs) I got to get there. I'm ready to get there, but I got to take my time. Got to build my case. So some then will ask, how can then God give us shalom or peace when Jesus himself said the last day's would be full of trouble. When Jesus himself said in John 16, by the way, Jesus says, these things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. Watch this. He goes on to say, but in the world you will have tribulation. Now, Jesus, that's my problem with the Bible. It's contradictory all the time. You just said, and you're going to have peace, but in the world is going to be tribulation. So which one am I going to experience? Well, that's the whole point. It depends on what you believe. It depends on what you focus on. Let's keep reading because Jesus answers that question in his statement. He says, in the world you shall have tribulation, but there's that conjunctive again. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. He tells us what's going to happen. Then he tells us how to be. He tells us the attitude to have. This is the attitude we must have. Even in a world full of tribulation, we must what? Be of good cheer. Well, how can we be of good cheer? Jesus said you can be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. He's already overcome what's bringing anxiety and fear into our lives. He's already overcome what you are troubled by. Being of good cheer means to take courage. Somebody say take courage. Take courage. courage. You got to take it. You got to take courage. If you don't take courage, you're going to be timid. You're going to be a punk. In the spirit, you got to take courage. You have to be emboldened. you got to make yourself bold. you got to find a reason to be bold. And there's no greater reason to be bold than the fact that what? You're a child of God. The word emboldened comes from the word bolster. Bolster. Bolster means to stuff and make swell up and puff up. It means to support and prop up. So, so, so Jesus says when, when trouble, trouble comes, uh, uh, you got to get built up. That, that, that's why we need, still need to go to church. That's why we still need the word. In fact, we need it more now than ever because everything is trying to beat everybody down. And you need to be built up and pumped up. And you need to hear the word that will pump you up and build you up. we have been saying, as others have been saying, this is a season to build and rebuild so 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 it's 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 our responsibility as Christians and Christian leaders to build one another up stop calling your Christian friend every day and telling them all the stuff that's wrong with you well i just came back from the doctor and this is what he said to me t- no Say things that build one another up. If you got to say what's going on, take some word behind it and say, but God is about to do this and that and the third. I'm not going to stay like this. We have to be built up. We have to be supported by the word and the spirit. Write this down, please. It's going to turn a corner. It's going to change your life. Write this down. Faith only begins when the will of God is known. Faith only begins when the will of God is known. If we're going to have the faith that we need to overcome the world and all that it's throwing at us, if we're going to get the faith and have the faith to succeed and the faith to overcome all the world is throwing at us, then we must have the word of God. Now, that sounds elementary, but you got to hear this. This is why the enemy doesn't want the saints to hear the word. Because the only way faith works is faith is based on the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So hearing the word of God is what builds us up. Hearing the word of God is what gives us faith. So where there, the will of God is not known, there can be no faith. See, see again, we can't have faith in what we feel because what we feel ain't Jesus. Jesus, I told you when we started out, Jesus is a real person. So Jesus has very little to do with your feelings. Because he's going to be Jesus regardless of what you feel or not. So you can't get caught up in your feelings because it will rob you of your faith. So we have to have faith in the real person of Jesus. And the real person of Jesus is known through the word. So you got to know the word if you're going to exercise biblical faith. Where there is no knowledge of the word, there can be no faith. It's a fantasy. Faith can only stand on the word of God we know and believe. Faith can only stand on the word of God that we know and believe, not what you feel. Feelings change, but the Word of God never changes. And if we're going to have faith, overcoming faith, we must know the Word of God. We can only believe God based on what He promises. Write that down. That's what we believe, what God promised. And if you don't know what He promised then you can't have faith for it. This is why I, and of course there are others, but this is why I try as hard as I can to give you scripture. So that your faith is in the word, not my opinion, or how cleverly I say something, or how I may entertain you, which I try not to entertain you anyway. Because your faith, our faith, must stand on the word of God because that's what God will do, what he promised in his word. So if you don't know what he promised, how can you have faith for it? So we must know the promises of God in order to believe and receive them. Write that down. We must know the promises of God in order to believe and receive them. And healing is a promise from God. If you know more about what your doctor is saying than what God is saying, you're going to get the results your doctor telling you you're going to get. But if you know more about what God says, let me say this to you like this. Let me say this to you. Again, Jesus is a real person, right? Amen. Jesus didn't go to med school. He didn't go to medical school. Jesus never needed an internship to prove himself. Will he learn? Jesus is Jehovah Rapha. He, He is healing. When you get him, you get the healer. Jesus is Savior. When you get Jesus, you get salvation. Jesus doesn't teach you salvation. He is salvation. Romans 10, 14. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? How can you call for help when you don't know where help is? Jesus is our help. Paul says, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, how shall they who are not saved call on him if they've never heard of Jesus being a savior? So then if you've never heard that Jesus saves, then you cannot be saved. He goes on to say, how shall they believe on him whom they have not heard? How shall you know Jesus is a healer if nobody teaches you and tells you Jesus Christ is a healer? I recall in the book of Acts. When Apollos was going around doing great works, and Paul said, You know, uh, have you heard of the Holy Ghost? Or have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And Apollos said, We ain't never even heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. There are certain things you can do for God without having all the God you need. You can serve God and not have all the God that's available. You can go to church and stay sick if you don't know Jesus will heal you. You can't have faith in God's ability until you're taught his abilities. Church is more than just going to church and doing church stuff. Church is where we learn about Jesus. Take my yoke upon you And learn of me. When we learn what God can do, then we learn what we can do. Amen. So it's up to us, particularly in this hour, in this season, it's up to us saints and ministers. Listen to me to make sure people hear the gospel. Not what people said, not what you think, but what's in the Bible about who Jesus is so they can be saved and healed, delivered, rescued from the powers of Satan, from the oppressing of the enemy. People are oppressed because folk don't know God delivers them from the oppressor. And it's up to us to tell people, you don't have to be oppressed of the devil because Jesus was anointed to deliver and heal and we have been anointed by the same spirit so you don't have to be what oppressed by the devil it's up to us to tell people stop listen 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 dear ones stop placating people's fears well i'm scared too i know how you feel that's not helping anybody So Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith, our belief in God that causes us to respond to him, then that causes him to respond back to us. So then faith, which is corresponding action, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing, write this down, please. Hearing is an ongoing process, not a one time event. Oh, I heard that before. You need to hear it again. I don't know why Christians are the only ones that, you know, feel like I, I heard that already. I, I don't go to church because I, I I heard that. That's ridiculous. Let me let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me let me, let me let me let me let me help you. Um, let me let's just do a real quick exercise. And I'm not trying to get any money or brownie points in. I'm just this is just for the purpose of educating you. I'm gonna do a little jingle, and then I want you to tell me. Who made it and what, it, who, who's, who, what company is it that, that, that bring, comes to mind? Da-da-da-da-da. How come you know that? Because you kept hearing it over and over and over and over again. And so just hearing those few little bitty notes reminded you of that company. Why do you think commercials cost so much? Because they work repeating something over and over. And we're the only ones that don't want to hear nothing over and over and over. And see, let me just say this. This is how you get some preachers in trouble. They preach in error because they're scared to say the same thing. I'm going to tell you something Paul ain't told you. Run out of that, church. You don't need to hear nothing. Paul, anyway, that's a whole other thing I'm going to get caught up. Listen, we need to be reminded that Jesus Christ is a healer so that you can be reminded and remember when sickness comes, oh, I can be healed by Jesus. We need to hear it. We need to be reminded of it. No matter how elementary it may sound, you and I need to hear it so we never forget Jesus Christ is a healer. So faith comes by hearing. That's a constant continual ongoing process we need to keep here you need to keep reading it read about jesus christ healing get a book that and they're easy or either get online and read all the miracles of jesus so you can get some miracles in your spirit so you can get some expectation in your heart so you're not just stuck at what i don't know what's going on in the world no there's miracles in you because there's miracles in jesus 1 Corinthians 1, 23 and 24. He says, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks its foolishness. Verse 24, but unto them which are called, both Jew and Greek, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Jesus Christ is the power, the dunamis, the force of God. When you and I got saved and Jesus Christ came into our hearts, we got the power of God on the inside of us. We have the force of God that moves everything else out of the way on the inside of you. Stop letting the devil bully you and push you around. Say, man. First Thessalonians 2 13. For this cause also thank we God. Without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, you received it not as the word of man, not as the word of man. But as it is in truth, the word of God, do you realize what you hear across this pulpit, as well as many others, is not man's opinion. It's God's thoughts. It's God's plans. It's God's desires. It's God's commandments. That's what we put our faith in. Why? Because we know God is the only one big enough to keep every word that come out of his mouth. why he's called Jehovah God, the God that keeps his promises. The Apostle Paul says the word of God works effectively and efficiently in those who believe. I'm going to say that again. Write it down. The word of God works effectively and efficiently in those who believe, in those who continually use their faith. We cannot stop using our faith because it's by faith we got saved and it's by faith we get healed. It's by faith we get rescued. delivered. It's by faith that everything God promises comes into our life. It's by faith. And this is what the enemy has been trying to do is rob the church of its faith. Folk didn't lost faith in God. Well, I don't know how come you didn't tell us the pandemic was coming. I, I lost my mama, my grandma, my uncle. I know that's sad. I'm not making fun. I get it. But it's causing you to lose your faith in God. God is still God. God is still God. And we have to continue to use our faith even when it's tough times. Because if you're going to get healed and stay healthy, you're going to need some faith. I remember when I got the revelation about praying over my food because I had to, because I had to eat it. I, I, by the grace of God, I've been to some countries, I had to pray to eat that food. We in America, you know, we just so spoiled. You, you pray if you feel like it, don't pray. No, no. You need to use your faith in everything. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow. And it is a discerner of the thought and intents of the heart. Again, you need to repeat the word of God so you can know what God has promised you. The worst thing to do is find yourself in a situation and you don't know what to do because you don't have a word. You don't know what God promised and you are trying to call folk and you can't reach nobody. That's when you need to know what God promised you. You said you'd never leave me. I may it may it may look like I'm by myself in the natural, but God, I know you're here. You promised me you would never leave me more forsake me. I know you're here. John 20 and 31. But these are written. These things are written. Jesus says that you might believe that Jesus is the Messiah. The son of God and that believing you might have life through his name. So Jesus said these things are written down so we don't forget. It's amazing how many Christians don't read the Bible. It was written down so we wouldn't forget. It's an open book test. Let me said it another way. Hmm. Things are written down, so we don't forget them. Important things are written down. You do that yourself right now. Oh wait, what did you say? The number was? OK. It's important. You write it down. Why? So you can refer back to it, because it's important. Some of you folk that can burn, cook real good. You know, fourth is coming up. You got recipes that have been passed down in your family. If you can't find Big Mama's recipe, you lose it. Oh, God, where's where's Big Mama recipe at? See, recipes are written so the process can be repeated. That's good. That's good. That's good, right there. Recipes are written down so the process can be repeated, and the same results obtained. You, 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 remember that? You know that recipe you lost, and you thought you knew how to make it, and when you finish, it's like it's missing something. It's missing something. I don't know what it is. It just ain't the same. And, and, and as much as people tell you it's good, it's still bothered you. No, it ain't good as it could be because something is missing. I didn't repeat what should have been repeated so I don't get the same result. It's the same way with the scriptures. It's written down so we can remember it and repeat it and get the same results everybody else got. You and I should be getting the results Abraham got, the result David got, the result Elijah got. We should get the same results that Apostle Paul got, that Peter. We should get the same results. That's why we read. No reason for us not getting the same results. Something, an ingredient is missing. We came to church, we sang the songs, the organ was good, the singer was good. Something missing. Jesus said these things were written down so we can believe. And that in believing, we have the kind of life God says we should have. Are you living the kind of life that God said you should have? Or are you just satisfied because you got this idea of Jesus in your head that ain't biblical? We must read what God inspired to be written. That's what we build our faith on. Because in order to be saved or healed, you must, we must use our faith. I think I think I've I can say this with all sincerity and humility. Over the 25 plus years of being in ministry, I watched people approach altars across the country and even here and outside the country where they got used to using the faith of the man or woman of God To get them free from devils healed set free now i know that's biblical but what i'm about to say is what's causing the problem now folk don't have faith themselves because all the time many of them people never read the bible but they would never miss a church service and they knew all the worship songs They knew all the worship songs. They knew all the powerful preachers. They knew all these religious, all this religious stuff, but they didn't know the Bible. So now you come to the altar and don't nothing happen. Because you ain't got no faith. I said it. You, as an individual believer, must have faith. Let's keep going. Paul, in Acts 26, is given a testimony about how God, how Jesus came into his life. So in verses 17 and 18, Paul says, uh, he commissioned me uh, to be delivering people from uh, the Gentiles whom I now send you, he says to open their eyes. He sent me to the Gentiles to deliver the people who are Gentiles. So I'm supposed to open their eyes. This is what Paul is saying. This is the commission Jesus gave him. I'm to open their eyes, the Gentiles. He sent me to the Jews. Jesus sent me to the Gentiles <laughs> to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. To turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to the power of God. Notice what Paul says. Jesus sent me to the unbeliever, to the Gentile, with the word of God to tell them who he is, (laughs) to take them out of darkness into light and to release them from the power of Satan to the power of God that they might receive forgiveness of sins You and I could not be forgiven of sin until we put our faith in Jesus Christ, who translated us out of darkness and brought us into the light. Now we know we are forgiven. I think someone needs to say that after me. Somebody say, I know I am forgiven. Amen. You need to know that if you're born again, you are forgiven. Stop carrying the guilt of things you did around with you. You are forgiven. Listen to me. It doesn't matter who won't forgive you. God has forgiven you. You need to know you're forgiven. Jesus' blood is effective. Jesus' blood is effective. There is absolutely no one in the history of the world since the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ that asked Jesus to forgive them. And he said, no. Nobody. Nobody who asked for forgiveness of their sins. Did Jesus say no? Everybody that asked received forgiveness. You need to know this about Jesus. So when you approach him about your healing, you know, he's not going to say no. He's not going to say no. Faith. Write this down, please. Faith believes what God promises. Period. Faith believes what God promises. That's what faith does. That's what biblical faith does. That's why, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God if you don't think He'll heal you. Uh oh. Woo, that's pretty heavy right there. You, you're not making God happy if you don't think He can heal you. Say la. You're not making God happy if you don't believe He wants to heal you. First John 5 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. We need faith to overcome in this world. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, the enemy isn't after your home, he's after your faith. He's going to use the home to get you. The enemy doesn't want your car, the devil don't drive. He's after your car to steal your faith. He wants your faith in God. So there's no victory in your life. So he can do whatever he wants to do, and you don't believe God will get involved because you don't got no faith no more. Now, I know that was that was kind of bad English, but but, but it all rhymes. You ain't got no faith no more. Come on, let's sing a new song. I'm just kidding. Do you realize, my brothers and my sisters? We can have busy mouths and lazy faith. Busy mouths, but lazy faith. Hebrews 6.12. He says, be not slowful. Somebody say, be not slothful. Slowful means lazy. There's some lazy Christians in the world today. And most of them in America, as far as I can see. Because instead of praying, you going <laughs> instead of praying about the economy, you're gonna talk to your congressman. You'll get that on the way home. We don't pray about things anymore. We're gonna complain. I got a right. I'm calling my politician. How much has that helped us? Don't be lazy, but followers of them who through what faith and patience inherit the promises of God. It takes faith and patience. Patience is perseverance. You got to go through some stuff. You gotta believe when it hurts to believe. You gotta believe sometime when everybody around you stop believing, but you keep on believing because you have faith in what God promised you. I don't know if He promised it to you, but He promised it to me, and I'm not gonna let go until you bless me. That's the kind of faith. We need in the world today. I'm going to believe God for your healing and let, until you die, and then you will be healed. But I'm never going to stop believing Jesus Christ is a healer. I'm never going to stop believing he'll save you. No matter how hard-headed you are and how you cuss me out, Jesus still saves. He still heals. Takes people that won't give up on God. It takes people that constantly hear the word through preaching, teaching, hearing it on the news or or the radio or whatever. It takes people that constantly read the word that say, no, healing is in me. I will be healed. It may not happen immediately, but God's going to heal me. And I'm just going to prophesy and not just necessarily prophesy, but testify because God has always healed Edward James Logan every time. I never doubt I'm going to be healed. He done done it too many times. Matthew 9. There was a woman that had an issue of blood for 12 years. It 12 long years. The Bible tells us he came up behind Jesus. She was, she was scared. She was was intimidated. She was fearful. She wasn't supposed to be out in public bleeding. Well, she knew if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know he don't want me sick. He ain't going to turn around and embarrass me. He's Rafa. Hey, hallelujah. He's the God that heals. I'm going to get him to heal me if I have to sneak up on him. It's a good thing we don't have to sneak up on Jesus anymore. Aren't you glad you don't have to catch a train and a plane and go somewhere and sneak up on Jesus? So she came up behind Jesus and she touched. She touched his clothes. King James says the hem of his garment. She just touched his clothing. And notice what Jesus did. He said, daughter. Daughter. He didn't say sister. He didn't say sister, girl. Hey there. He said daughter. Some daughters are being healed right now. Some daughters are being touched right now by Christ the healer. Some daughters are being made whole. He said, daughter, be of good cheer, be of good comfort, get happy. Stay happy. Get bold. Stay bold. Get bolder. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith. Notice what Jesus said. He didn't say I healed you. No, he said your faith has made you whole. Your faith. Your faith in my ability. Your faith in Jesus' power. Your faith in the blood of Jesus. Your faith in the word of God, your faith, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you whole. Everyone stand on your feet, please. What condition is your faith in? Come on, lift your hands, please. What condition is your faith in? Do you need your faith healed, supercharged, recharged? It's time for that right now. Because not only might you need healing, but you might need to take healing to somebody else. It's time for our faith to get built back up. It's time to build one another's faith back up so that the promises that God made each of us individually and corporately we can believe for them again we can believe for it we can believe for it matter of fact get cc pr- pr- uh uh, up. I know you probably got another song, but I just feel that right now. Get C.C. queued up. I, we believe for it. We It's time to believe what God says. It's time to believe that God is who he says he is. It's time to stop looking at what they're saying on the news and what's going on in the world. It's time to put our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of what our faith. It's time to put our focus and attention back on Jesus and believe every word that he says, because like we started out in Exodus, Exodus, he said, God said through Moses, tell the people if they listen, if they hearken, if they obey and do what's right in my sight, God says, I won't put any of the diseases that I put on the Egyptians, they will never come on you. Isn't that an amazing thing that God uses the Egyptians as object lessons? If you don't want that, live this way. I'm never going to have that. I'm not going to have those boils. I'm not going to have those sores. I'm not going to have those diseases on me because I'm going to obey. I'm going to do everything in my power to listen to what God says and follow his instructions. I'm going to let him know I love him and I'm going to obey him and I can expect to live a healthy holistic life and if sickness does come I know God will turn it around for my good. Why? Because I serve the Lord that heals me. Come on lift your hands in this place lift your hands you you who are watching and the Lord is moving right where you are because he is Jehovah Rapha. He didn't come to your house to make you sick, make your granddaughter sick, that is not the Lord my God. He is the God that heals. And if you let him into your house and you use your faith, he will heal everybody. That's who we serve. So Father, we thank you for the healing anointing. We got these crutches out here to remind people you can walk by faith and your faith can help you walk naturally come against all aches and pains and arthritis and stiffness and whatever they call it long covid i come against it in the name of jesus i speak healing in your legs you will walk normally you will not be diseased it will not be painful for you to walk it may be painful for a few days but if you keep walking by faith that stiffness and soreness is getting out of your hips in the name of jesus arthritis is getting out of your feet and hands in the name of Jesus Christ is the healer I speak healing over your body from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet I speak the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage and as Acts 10 38 said God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil I come against the oppression of the devil in your head and in your heart that's got you thinking you're going to have to live like this. You're going to have to tolerate this. The doctor's been telling you, well, I know 50 other people they just got to live with it. You ain't got to live with it. You have Jehovah Rapha in your life and I speak wholeness over your life in your body in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Be healed. He sent his word. I don't have to lay hands on you all the time. He sent his word and he healed them. The centurion in Matthew chapter 8. He told Jesus, you ain't got to go to my house. Just speak the word. I'm a man under authority, just like you. You ain't got to go to my house. You ain't got to touch anybody. Speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. I speak the word over your life. I speak the word into your apartment. I speak the word into your home. I speak the word into the hospital, wherever you might be watching. I send the word of God. I send Jehovah Rapha. I send Christ, the healer in to your room and may he touch you and may you sense the power of God and may you get up out of that bed and go home rejoicing. The name of Jesus. It's the will of God. He would not be your healer if he made you sick. He is your healer. If doctors have to take a Hippocratic oath and promise, I will do no harm. Where do you think that came from? God doesn't learn medicine. God doesn't learn science. He's omniscience. He's all science. Whatever's been ailing you, he is the remedy for it. In Jesus' name, put your hands together and celebrate the goodness of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.